If there is one director who has had a rough time in Hollywood and holding on to his fanbase, M. Night Shyamalan would have to be that director. I dare say he is even more divisive than The Last Jedi's Ryan Johnson. Shyamalan caught a glimpse of hope in 2016 with the release of Split that delved into the mysterious recesses of Kevin Wendell Crumb's fractured, gifted mind, which teased the audience with a massive reveal promising the convergence of Shyamalan's characters in a shared universe. The final scene of Split takes place in a Philadelphia diner where patrons can be seen watching a news report that one of the kidnapped girls has survived, but that Crumb is still at large. As the news report continues, we see a man at the counter in profile, and as he turns, we realize that it is Bruce Willis's David Dunn. Longtime Shyamalan fans lost their minds and spent the next three years speculating on what that scene might mean. And now the answer is here. But is it the answer fans wanted? Glass delves into the root of identity itself, whether we are objectively who we are, or whether our minds can shape and ultimately determine our physical realities. If you believe you're a superhero, are you one, even if your belief is a delusion? Now, as a premise, Glass asked the right philosophical and ideological questions, but the answers it gave were simply not earned. At the beginning of the film, we discover that in the 16 years since Unbreakable, David Dunn has become a legitimate vigilante hero, known as the Overseer, protecting the citizens of Philadelphia full-time with the help of his now-adult son, Joseph. But Dunn has become a controversial figure and is wanted by the police. His success depends on maintaining his anonymity and staying one step ahead of the law. Meanwhile, Kevin Wendell Crumb's sinister personalities, The Horde, have kidnapped four more teenage girls to feed to the Beast. Police have been unable to find them, and Dunn needs to find Crumb fast. When they do finally cross paths, it results in both Dunn and Crumb being captured and detained at Ravenhall Memorial Psychiatric research hospital under the forced care of Dr. Ellie Staple, her character played by Sarah Paulson, who specializes in a specific type of delusion of grandeur, people who believe they are comic book characters. Now, up until this point in the film, every element, the color palette, the cinematography, the sound design, and the screenplay worked and fit into the greater puzzle of Shyamalan's world. When you look at the visual cues, Glass utilizes three colors to unite the worlds of its characters, who were separate in their own standalone films up until this point. Green, purple, and yellow extended into the looks of each man's family member or surrogate family member. This created a visual connection between David Dunn and his son, between Price and his mother, and between Crumb and Casey Cook. The brilliance of it was that it was done in a way that felt organic and subtle. 
In fact, the first and second act are quite on point. They're engaging, they're involving, all building towards what seemed to be a climactic finale with a punch of an ending, an ending worthy of the classic Shyamalan name. But when that page turned and the finale began, it was far, far from climactic. Shyamalan went for the political statement rather than the authenticity of the world he had built, the twist instead of the narrative, and as a result, ended up with the expected rather than the unexpected. This is rather unfortunate due to the fact that a film's crucial moments fall onto the final act. This is what stays with the audience as it leaves the movie theater. Glass's minor positives are all due to James McAvoy's energetically powerful performance. His range, nuance, and subtlety are all evident through his control. From the monster that is the beast and the domineering personalities such as Dennis and the amazingly fabulous Patricia that make up the Horde, all layering the subsumed character of Crumb himself. Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson unfortunately both do a decent yet unmemorable job. And Sarah Paulson, seasoned, amazing Sarah Paulson, does not work her magic as she usually does. You see, all this leads to one conclusion. In a cinematic time that is so reliant on franchises and expanded universes, Glass is a clear lesson that not all film worlds are meant to be shared. And some stories are just meant to be standalone. Thank you for tuning in to my review of Glass. If you've seen it and would like to share your opinion, please do so by following me on Instagram at Alan Mahana or on Twitter at Alan Mahana. You can also leave us a voice message right here on Anchor. Make sure you listen to our flagship show on Radio Public as well as all podcast platforms. But by listening to us on Radio Public, you help support Script to Screen, and that would mean a lot to us. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time.